welcome to Employment Law Matters with Barrister Daniel Barnett. Hello. In this week's episode, I want to talk about things to think about when valuing a claim that's been brought by an ex-employee. Policies, processes, meetings, communications, actions in the workplace are all aimed at keeping things running smoothly and avoiding legal liabilities. But there are two things that throw a spanner in the works. First, things just go wrong from time to time. They just do. And second, if an employee wants to kick up a fuss about something that they say happened at work, you just can't stop them doing that, even if you've done nothing wrong as an employer and even if there's no basis for a claim. Some complaints can be easily batted away. Others might require a bigger investment of your time and your money. At one end of the spectrum is the persistent employee whose claim would cost you more than its value to fight. You might end up offering a nuisance payment to get rid of it. And at the other end is a claim that has a solid foundation. Something's gone wrong, and whether for reasons of damage limitation, or some sense of moral duty, or indeed both, a settlement is called for. And in between those two extremes are claims that could genuinely go either way. Whichever camp the claim's in, whether it's a hopeless try-on or a close call or it's got you banged to rights, one of the first things you should do is try to place a value on it. Why is that? It's because you have to know what your potential financial liability is. You've got to know what you're going to be fighting over. And once you know that, you can formulate a plan for dealing with it. It might mean standing your ground and defending it all the way. It might mean looking to settle. Sometimes it can mean entering into mediation or working towards getting an issued claim withdrawn or struck out. Although emotions can run high in this sort of situation, you get employers who say, how dare that ex-employee have the temerity to sue us? Ultimately, it's just a commercial exercise and you should never forget that. So a good grasp of the numbers and of the risks is vital. Here are 10 things to think about. First of all, what's the employee claiming? Is it just a few weeks unpaid salary, some holiday pay? Is it an unfair dismissal award where they've immediately gone on and got some more work, where the actual value of the claim is going to be quite low? Is it a discrimination claim from a high earner who's saying they're never going to work again, who could have a substantial six-figure sum? Two, has the claim got legs? What are the merits? Do they have evidence to back it up? Is there something to what they're saying? Three, what's your defence? If it's a discrimination claim, do you have a defence that you took all reasonable steps to prevent the sort of discrimination complained of, so as to avoid vicarious liability? If it's an unfair dismissal conduct claim, can you show you had an honest belief, on reasonable grounds after a reasonable investigation, that the employee had committed the act you dismissed them for, and that dismissal was within the range of reasonable responses? Four, what's driving the employee? Is it a strong feeling of having been wronged? Is it money? Five, how likely are they to issue proceedings, to go all the way, and to win at tribunal? Six, if they win at tribunal, what are the consequences? Is it just money? Is there something else? Might you face a recommendation on a discrimination action or an order for reinstatement or re-engagement? 
Seven, what would your legal costs be? Are you defending the claim yourself? Are you going to pay a law firm to do it for you? Are you going to go directly to a barrister? If you anticipate fees of, say, £25,000, well, that's £25,000 that could easily be used to avoid the risk of losing, avoid the risk of a substantial award, and given to the claimant in order to settle. Eight, what other business costs would you face? There'll be management time, producing documents, helping to prepare statements, being cross-examined at a tribunal. Nine, what other litigation risks are there? Might the press be interested in the case? Remember, all claims are now published online. What would the headlines look like, either in the national press or indeed the local press, or indeed the website or the blog or the relentless Facebook adverts put up by the angry and now vindicated ex-employee with a copy of a tribunal judgment finding against you? And number 10, should you look to settle? If so, when and for how much? Deciding how much a claim is worth and how much you might be willing to offer is a methodical process. It's a bit of a science and a bit of an art. If you want more, I've actually recorded a one-hour audio seminar on how much is their claim worth, which is a full guide to valuing a claim, and another one on negotiating a settlement agreement. They're both available, if you're interested, in the members area of www.hrinnercircle.co.uk. Drop me an email at podcast at danielbarnett.co.uk or look me up on Twitter at daniel underscore Barnett. And please do subscribe to the podcasts. You can do it searching for Employment Law Matters on your phone or whatever podcast device you use. Or you can find the links at www.danielbarnett.co.uk slash podcast. That way you'll get these episodes downloaded automatically every single week. And thank you again for listening all the way through. Please do leave a five-star review if you feel willing to do so on iTunes, because I do love reading them. Thank you for listening. I'm Daniel Barnett. Goodbye. Any information on this podcast is for general guidance only. Always seek legal advice. Please see full terms at www.danielbarnett.co.uk forward slash podcast terms.